If you help me preach, this thing will go good. If you get quiet, I might preach three or four hours. There you go. How do you help the preacher preach? Say amen. amen. Say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Say thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Say preach it, brother. Now, you do all that, we'll be just fine. But if you get quiet, you better break it out. We're going to be here a while. So let's try it one more time. All God's people shout amen. 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 Listen, I always say that you don't. when you come into this place, you don't have a right to remain silent. If God's been good to you, then how dare you come into his house and not give him his praise. Amen. He's been too good to us not to worship him and to, to magnify him and, and shout hallelujah every once in a while. Amen. We got to let folks know how good God has been to us. So one more time, as the Bible says, clap your hands, all ye people, and to do what? Shout to God with a voice of truck. Come on, can you do it one time? Amen. So I'm letting you know that if you get loud, if you jump, if you run around the building, you won't scare me. Come on. Uh, but if you get quiet, I'm going to just look back at you and wonder what's wrong with you. Now, I know Brother Eddie. I've had him preach at my church and got him to preach at my father's church and uh, uh, got him around. And I know he, I know his, he's real calm and reserved until he gets to preaching. And then that thing begins to take off, and the next thing you know, he's going at it. Amen? Now, I want you to just have church tonight just like he was here and uh, have a good time in the Lord. We're praying for him and uh, praying for a speedy recovery and uh, for he and his wife and because uh, they're good people. Amen? And uh, my, uh, he made mention Sister Helen. Well, I've known her since I was way down here, and uh, she's, she's always been a great person and a woman of God in, in my uh, point of view. Uh, I think she's an awesome woman of God and uh, doing a great work up there. And I do love her dearly praying for her and her church and her family. Uh, but we're in the house tonight and uh, I believe God's got to work for somebody. How many would say, I need God to touch me? Come on, just be honest and lift your hand. I don't care if it's physically, spiritually, financially. I don't care if it's in the home. I don't care what it is. And maybe even your spouse don't know what it is. And maybe you're in this place tonight and say, but preacher, I don't even feel like lifting my hands. There's one thing about it. Whenever you begin to lift your hands, even when it, you don't feel like it, it takes a sacrifice to do that. You know what that becomes? A sacrifice of praise. If you give God a sacrifice of praise, guess what? You was created to do just that. You were created to lift your voice up to God and worship Him. And the Bible says where, uh, where He's lifted up, He's going to draw people in. But guess what? He also said, I inhabit the praises of my people. Guess what? So if He inhabits the praises, that means that's where He's at. So if you need God and it takes a sacrifice, guess what? That's the best time to give him some praise because you need him to show up right where you're at. So one more time, I want to spine somebody said, I need God and I need God to touch me tonight. Come on, lift your hand up all over this place. Go ahead and, lift, go ahead and stand to your feet. Lift your hands up in the air and say, God, I give it to you tonight. I stand in need of your touch. I ask that you would bless. God, 
Lord, you know the people in this place, God. You know what they come in the doors with, God. And Lord, I know it's Wednesday night, and I know it's just just Wednesday night as some says but there's people in this place that need a touch. I ask that you would let their faith arise tonight God and let them grab a hold of the hem of your garment and not let go. Be with us tonight God. I ask that you rest your hand upon me. Anoint me with your anointing that makes preaching effective God. Let it fall on the ears of your people God. Wrap your arms around us. Rest your hand upon us and let us know that you're presence has been here. I love you, Lord, and I praise you and I thank you for who you are and what you are. Now, I need somebody one more time to put your hands together and give him a shout of praise. Come on, do it. Don't panic. Can't do it like you mean it right now. Now, before you see it, look at the person beside you and say, you better help the preacher preach. I don't hear nobody. Now you look back at the one just told you that and you tell them back. Say, you better help the preacher preach. Come on. Some of y'all looking at me like, what in the world's brother Eddie done got up in here? That's all right. We'll have church if you'll just let go and let God have his way. And I believe there'll be people leave out of this place changed tonight. Amen. And, and let me say this. Since we're on the, I'm on a tangent right here. I've heard people, when they walk out the door, they look at the person beside them and say, you know, I just didn't feel God. Well, you, here's my reply to that. If you walk out the door and say this, don't be surprised God taps you on the shoulder and says, I didn't feel you tonight either. Hello? If you need a touch from God, then, get a then touch him. You can touch him with your praise. Amen. There are times when you can say, Lord, I believe that you can. I believe that you can do. I believe that you can do that. But I need you to help me with my unbelief. Let, let me ask you a question. If God only gave you what you believed him for, what would you have? That's an amen or an old me. If God only gave you what you had enough faith to believe him for, what would you have? How many has got your Bibles tonight? Let's open it up to Matthew chapter 9 and verses 27 and Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 and 28. If you have it, say amen. amen. If you're still turning, say hold on. I hear a page. Let's give it another second. Matthew chapter 9, verses 27 and 28. Scripture reads like this, And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord, 
Listen to this question again. It's our whole sermon for tonight. He said, believe ye that I am able to do this. He's saying, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Do you believe that I have the propensity and the ability and the authority to right what is wrong in your condition? And here was their answers. Y'all ready for this? They said, yes, Lord. Can you say that tonight? Look at the person beside you and say, my answer is still the same. Yes, Lord, I believe. Can you say it? Yes, Lord, I believe. Father, once again, I ask that you would uh, touch this service, God. Touch the remainder of your service. I, I bless your holy name. I thank you for what you've already done. But, God, I ask that you would touch the remainder of this service. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Everybody shout amen. amen. And amen. You may be seated, but you can't get quiet. Come on. Come on. Amen. <clears throat> We believe in all kinds of things. I've met people that believe in all kinds of stuff. And then, man, when COVID hit and the political world got to take it off and this happened and that happened, Man, I had people sending me messages, inboxing me. They sent me videos. They sent me clips. And I go, where is the brains of our country? Man, we got people believing all kinds of things. And some of y'all, you're not going to raise your hand, but some of you even superstitious and believe like, a, you know, if we break a mirror, you're going to have seven years of bad luck. And if your right hand itches, money's coming. If your left hand itches, the money's going. You're going to end up broke and we believe all kinds of crazy stuff and I believe God is standing over saying hey if you're going to believe all that stuff why don't you just believe in me come on I, I got to ask you a question tonight to, who, who in this place believes in the Lord can I say I believe I, yes Lord I believe what do you believe preacher I'll tell you what I believe I believe in Jesus I believe Jesus died for me I believe that he got up from a grave that could not hold him anymore yes I believe come on we've got folks that believe some of the most craziest ridiculous stuff these days and then look at us like we're the ones that are crazy yes I believe in a resurrecting savior come on who is coming back for us brothers and sisters can I tell you what my prayer is that God give us once again Christians that will stand up with Holy Ghost boldness says I don't care what you believe I don't care what you know but I know who woke me up this morning I know who started me on my way I know from where my blessings come from I know who fights my battle so yes I believe yeah come on how many how many can say yes I believe and though I do not understand everything there is to know, I know enough about God to know that he has been too good to me. Uh, that, that he has been so merciful to me. He's helped me uh, and healed me and directed me. Uh, and I have my mind made up that I believe in an invisible God who sits high and he looks low and he has all power in the palm of his hands. He's got power over angels and the demons. Say amen. And I believe when he commands it, guess what? Things will come to pass. I believe that he's for somebody. I believe he's a doctor when I'm sick. Yes. I believe he's a teacher when I need knowledge. I believe he's wisdom.
believe it's joy for every sorrow that I have and hope for every tomorrow. I need somebody in this place that says, Preacher, I'm with you. I believe. Yes. I have made up my mind that in this house that he deserves all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Let me ask you. As good as he's been to you, can you say my worship equals his goodness? Come on, somebody. Or do you have to wait for the right song to be sung and the musicians to kick on the bass and the drums for you to get good and happy? Or do you wait for Brother Eddie to make some emotions to let you know it? Come on. Or do you come into his house and say, God, it doesn't matter what I go through. I'm here to worship you and praise you through all the pain. If you can praise him through the pain, your pain will take you, uh, your praise will take you to his presence. Amen. You got to walk in and say, I made up my mind that I'm going to give it all to him. And I don't care what anybody else says about it. I believe in miracles. I believe he takes drug addicts and makes Christians out of them. I believe he turns people around. And I can't help it what you believe. But I've made up my mind and I'm going to believe God. Yeah. So, we've got two men following Jesus. Y'all thought I lost my place already. Two men are following Jesus. And Jesus, watch this now. Jesus lets them walk while they're wounded. Uh-huh. He doesn't turn around to even encourage them, the Bible. To, he, he doesn't even give them a word. Man, we're living in a day where everybody wants a word. Can't preach it. Can you give me a word? God's already gave you a word. It's found in the holy book of his word. Come on, just open it up and begin to read. He'll talk to you. Come on, somebody. You know, it's because sometimes, watch this though. He didn't talk to him. He didn't encourage her. It's because sometimes your faith just grows stronger as you are walking with God. Yeah. And as they follow Christ Jesus, I don't know if you've ever thought about this. Sometimes my thinking's a little different. My thought come to mind, Brother Corey, if they blind, how in the world are they following Jesus? You ever thought about that? Well, I, you know, again, you got to understand me, but I do understand enough, enough about the body. You have five senses, right? See, hear, taste, touch, and smell. I also know and learn that if one of those senses go down, the other ones are heightened. Therefore, I can't help but to believe it like this. I believe they were close enough to Jesus to hear his footsteps. And because they were close enough to hear his footsteps, he was God enough to order theirs, which leads me to tell you, be careful who you let order your steps because everybody walking in your crowd don't have you in their best interest. Their best interest for you, amen. They, they don't always looking out for you, but they follow Jesus. And when they get to the house, these men are, watch, they're not even, it don't say they're invited in. They just kind of invite themselves in, which lets me know they're in a kind of a desperation mode. Can I ask you a question? 
Anybody desperate for God tonight? I don't know how many, almost all of you raised your hand and said, I need a touch from God. How desperate are you for a touch? Because when I have people at my, I'll be honest with you. When I have people at my church saying, God, preacher, pastor, I, this is my prayer request and I'm desperate for him. And then they don't come for the next two Sundays. <laughs> I tell them next time you wasn't too desperate. If they come in and sit there like a pimple on a pickle, I don't think they're too desperate. You're not going to say amen, but I'm going to keep on preaching because I got the mic. Amen. You got to be careful not to come in his house and not press your way in to touch him. Amen. You've got to show desperation in your soul for him. You don't have time to be cute and sophisticated while you have family members that are lost and going to hell. You don't have time to come in and sit there and cross your legs and you cross your arms and saying, if the Lord moves me, then I'll move. No, when you're desperate, you'll push your way through the circumstance just to touch a piece of his garment. You know it's now or never and you cannot let this time pass you by. Man, is there anybody who is desperate in your heart, so desperate that you're able to walk in and say, I don't care about the invitation. I just need to see a manifestation. I need to see redemption. I need to see the miraculous. Hey, I just need God. Yeah. Watch though. They get to the house. You know the story. They get to the house, and when they get to the house, ladies and gentlemen, they've been crying out to the Lord, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Now watch. The blind man called him son of David. The people around said Jesus of Nazareth. Isn't it interesting that the blind men, they really got the right title. In other words, not everybody with eyes can see. And just because they're blind don't mean they can't. Ooh, come on. See, I need a couple of people in here who knows God has been good to you. And you got your eyes wide open and say, I can't help but to praise him. Jesus then stops and says, okay. He turns to them and then asks them the question. Do you believe? I'm able to do this. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? For everybody raise your hand tonight. Do you believe that he's able to do it? Come on. Do you believe that I am able to do this? And they look at Jesus and their answer is like this. Yes, we believe. Can I say this? Tonight there can be... Yeah, Tonight, on a Wednesday night, there can be miracles that break forth because there's some of you in here who will who will roll your sleeves up and say, "Yes, Lord, I believe." There's some of you that can that, can, that has a miracle that can come your way, or blessings, or breakthrough that can come your way, and it's been off of one thing that you have a yes inside of your soul that'll leap from your lungs through your lips to your Lord. Come on, there ought to be somebody that is able to shout. Yes, Lord, I believe. What do you believe? I believe he's a way maker. 
I believe he's a bill payer. I believe he's a lifesaver. I believe he's a miracle worker and a promise keeper. I believe he's a sea walker. I believe he's the light in the midst of the darkness, the lily of the valley, the rose of the Sharon, a rock in a weary land where there was nothing but a rock to hold on to. Yes, I believe. I believe, God, you can fix what nobody else can. I dare you just to tell. I don't care who's looking. Just say it back right now. Yes, Lord, I believe. But what's in the message? What is in this scripture that ought to make us say yes? Watch this. First of all, there is a moment of personal self-examination. How's that? The question is, do you? Not your neighbor. Not granny. Not grandma. Not, not the person sitting across. With, do you? Do you? Yeah, it's personal. This ain't even a group effort. My question is tonight to you. Do you believe? Have you made up in your mind that by faith you believe? See, I need people to hear who has made up your mind that yes, I believe in this house. Watch this. There are two different groups of people. There are believers and non-believers. The non-believers sit back and say, believe in what? What do I have to believe in? The believers are going, yeah, amen. They're rocking, they're swaying, they're throwing their hands up. Why do they do that? Because they believe. Say amen. Let me tell you why unbelievers can look at you like you're crazy. Because there's nothing that you believe going to make any sense to them at all. Because you believe a God that is way up there who loves you way down here. Come on. Uh, that it was not an alarm clock that woke you up this morning. Uh, you know it was the hand of an unseen God that touched you with a fingertip of love and woke you up. Uh, amen. Uh, you're here tonight on a Wednesday night uh, because you believe that he walks with you uh, and he talks with you uh, and he guards you every single day of your life. Uh, you're here tonight because you believe uh, that he has a nerve to fight your battles for you and dispatch angels on your charge dismiss angels whenever he gets ready you're here because you believe that one day come on he looked down at you in your sinful condition peeled off divinity wrapped himself in humanity you're in church tonight because you believe he turned water into wine made a lane to walk a blind to see a withered hand go straight you're crazy enough to be here tonight and believe that a woman with an issue of blood for a long time pressed that way through and touched him and she was made whole you're here tonight because you believe that he shrinks tumors and dries up cancers and changes lives and rearranges destinies. You're here because you believe that one day on a hill called Calvary, if you ain't say amen all night, here's a good place. Are you ready? I'm giving you a shout cue right here. You believe that on a hill called Calvary, they hung him high, stretched him wide, dropped him low, pierced him in the side, and for you he died. They wrapped him. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. They wrapped him in the grave clothes.
good place to say amen. But the story don't stop there. Those dead is going to raise up. But then the story says, then we, who is that? We that are alive and remain shall be caught up. If that don't make you shout amen, I just wonder if you're going. Amen. <laughs> amen. I need some crazy Christians in here. Yeah. Go ahead and bump your neighbor one more time. Say, you crazy, you better say amen. <laughs> Careful, brother. <laughs> Watch this, though. Some folks around you won't believe what you believe. So you ought to be able to tell those kind of folks just in case they don't. Neighbor, I don't really care what you believe, but my mind is already made up. I've already made my decision. I choose to believe. I choose to believe that even when I'm by myself, I'm along with divine company. I choose to believe that I'm the benefactor of the favor of God. I choose to believe that he does order my step and guide my feet and he hears. Come on, we sing it all the time. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about my trouble. He will hear our faintest cry and answer by and by. If y'all sing that all the time, I hope y'all don't get bored with it. We do. We, people do, though. You'll get up and say, we're going to sing that one again. All right. Have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all. No. If he hears us, he's a God who can answer us. And if he hears us and answers us, then it's about time we shout, have mercy on me, Lord. Come on, Jesus, thou son of David. Come on. That's why when I get to the house of God, I don't care if people sit there like a bump on a stub. I just tell them, you're going to have to pardon me because when the Holy Ghost gets on me, I'm going to jump over you and your stop and shout praises to God because you don't know where he brought me from. And I'm not going back to that place. So I got a reason to say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Because when I look back over my life and I see where he's pulled me from my soul cries hallelujah if he done nothing else but save you he's done enough he's done enough for us to shout the victory amen anybody made a choice to believe wave your hands at if you believe that you can say hey I'm in that group what group are you in the bible says that these Signs shall follow them. Ready? What? That's right. Help me preach. See, we we like to get up and talk about the old Bible days. Oh, he did this and he did that. He did this. He did that. Oh, he did this. He did that. God hadn't changed, folks. He's still the same God. He changes not. Amen. Are you listening to me tonight? So if we get where we need to be, those signs should follow us. Matter of fact, he said, greater works than you do. Are we being the church that God called us to be yet? The Bible said, in my name, they'll cast out devils. 
maybe y'all have, but when's the last time you saw a demon cast out? You know what I've discovered, and I'm not talking about here because I know your pastor. But there's a lot of people carrying demons to church week after week after week after week. You know why? Because there's not enough power of God in the sanctuary to stir the devil up in anybody. Come on. Commercial. Ready? I mean, it's going to a football game Friday night. I'm just going to look at the little young ones. Nobody's going to a ball game. I mean, it's going to Lambert's to eat. Y'all's tired of that place, but I'm going to bust it open at 12 tomorrow and just watch. Come and dine. How many is going to watch Andy Griffith? I got, I got two people going to watch Andy Griffith. So the rest of y'all ain't got anything to do Friday night? Well, good. Because I'm going to be across town at Joy Tabernacle, and I want to see some Bible way folks to come over and help me have a little church. Oh, I don't hear anybody amen. That's all right. <laughs> Let me say this. Last year, I was in town preaching across town. Young man, on the first night of revival, this is not in my notes. Just hang with me. Young man, I walked in the sanctuary, and I, I, I saw him, and I detected something wasn't right. Something in my spirit just didn't bear witness. And I, I, I said, no, 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 something's wrong. And I watched him, and he eventually was left. And the second night I was there, he didn't show up. The third night, as I was walking in the sanctuary, or walking to the church, actually, from my vehicle, he passed by me. And when he passed by me, I felt it again. I said, hmm. And I recognized that I knew what it was. I walked into the sanctuary. Pastor says, I hope you're ready. I said, for what? Said the devil. I said, oh, I already know. Know where it's at? Know who's got it? Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. Just listen to me. I got in there and got to preaching. I'm going to tell you something about me. I ain't scared of no devil. I went right down, stood right over him. I said, ain't no devil in hell going to scare me tonight. You going to get set free? Are you going to go, uh, amen, God, just start talking. Sure enough, I saw it start to squirm. I saw, saw him start to do this. And anyway, during the, during the altar service, I heard a noise, and I was somewhere three quarters of the way back praying for folks. And I heard him, and I turned around, and I came back up, and I laid hands. And as I did, if you've been around it, that kind of stuff, different things happen. Most times I see vomiting and slime and the blackest, nastiest, foulest smelling stuff started coming up. I said, give me a garbage can quick. He filled up that garbage can halfway up full of the nastiest mess. His tongue was pure black. Mm-hmm. We worked on him and worked on him and they kept coming out, kept coming out, kept coming out, kept coming out. Amen. And we, we finally, he jumped up and said, all right, I've been delivered. And I said, no, he hadn't. He hadn't. And he ran out the door. And I said, oh, my. Afterwards, the pastor said, what you don't know is 
night number last night he wasn't here. He was walking the streets of Pritchard. Turned on his Facebook Live and said, There's a preacher in Foley, Alabama, holding a revival. And I plan to curse him and take him down. <laughs> and he said, and I call every outer darkness spirit into my body. I call them to come into me. He was asking for possession. He got what he asked for. Mm -hmm. Young man, in his 20s. I was grieved in my spirit that he left before we could get the job totally done. I prayed for him. But they said the next night, he was right back out there doing the same. Come on. I'm, what are you saying, preacher? We got to be full of God and we got to have enough faith in him that when the demon possessed people come in, we're going to be able to get a hold of them too. Now, the sad part about it is this. I got a call a month later. It says, you remember the young man? I said, yes. They said they found him. His heart has exploded. Come on. I'm telling you, church, we're living in the last days, and it's time for the church to be the church. It's time for us to be what he's called us to be. It's time that we square our shoulders back, roll our sleeves up and say, God, I believe that you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you did it one time before, you can do it again. And you can use us to do it. We're supposed to get out there and compel them to come in. And then when we come in, come in, let them find something that's alive and something worth living for. Let them find Jesus is in the house. Bless but God is looking for somebody who says, but do you believe that I'm able? Come on, somebody. Now, hold on. Not only is this a moment of personal uh, introspect, because he said, do you believe? But this is a, a measure of prophetic designation. He said, listen, who you believe in and what you believe in determines what you get and what you'll gain. He said, believe ye that I am able. And I teach you just for a few more moments. Listen carefully to the interrogative pose of Jesus. He tells the two blind men, do you believe that I'm able to do this? Hold on, if the answer is no, they remain blind. If they say yes, they can get their sight restored. May I suggest that sometimes while you're waiting on God to bless you, hold on, God is waiting on you to believe enough. Come on, somebody. You know what, Brother Corey, there's a lot of people that tell us your kind of preaching's yesterday. That's old-fashioned stuff. That hucking, bucking, hollering, running, jumping, shouting, all that stuff. You're, I, said, yeah, I don't have, that devil's a lie. Amen. Amen. That, this world needs a church on fire. This world needs a church that is excited about God. Amen. Do you believe that I am able? You've got to believe. See, some of you, the reason some of our problems haven't gone away is because you say you believe. Listen to me. The miracle that you've been needing might be dangling on the tip of your tongue. And I'm not a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, down, do without it kind of guy. But listen to me. When you are crazy enough to say, I know my problem's big. I know this trial's huge. I know the giant seem massive. I know the weight is heavy. But you say, but I don't care. I got enough faith to say, but Lord, I still believe that you're able to handle it. Listen.
listen, brothers and sisters, it's the fact that we're dealing with the right person. What do you mean by that? Continue the sentence. Do you? We got that part. Do you believe? We got that. Do you believe that? What? Ah, stop right there. See, you missed it. Do you believe that I? That's why you're silent. You're not hearing me. Do you believe that I, you can't pass by this eye? Because this is another an ordinary eye. This eye is the creator of the cosmos. This eye is the god of the galaxy. This eye is the engineer and the architect of the universe. This eye, ladies and gentlemen, spoke to blackness of nothing and created everything into existence just by saying, let it be. And the Bible said it was. This eye scooped up the oceans and the canyons and filled it with water and fish and said, check it out. This eye played patty cake with a little bit of mud and dirt and created man and then took a rib and made woman. Are you hearing me? You may not know who this eye is, but he's the one that put a pouch on a kangaroo. He put scales on the bass. He put whiskers on a catfish. He gave the whale its size, the cheetah his speed, the giraffe its height. This eye, ladies and gentlemen, made those grapes taste sweet. The watermelon tastes good. He's the one that laid that green grass on the rolling hills and said it's beautiful. Yeah. Woo! This eye, this eye is the one, you ready, that's been fighting your battles. This eye is the one that's been fighting. See, that, that's the whole, that's a whole nother message. But a lot of you fighting battles when the Bible told you that battle's not yours to fight. It's his. Yeah. Right. Woo! The battle's not yours, but God's. Yeah. And if you're on his team, you're not gonna lose, church. Come on. That's the eye I'm talking about. I believe, Lord, that you can handle it. Not only is it an issue of the person, but notice the portrait. I like this. How many will give me five more minutes? I'm going to take it. Do you believe that I... What's the next word? Do you believe that I am... Stop. Whew. Do you believe... You're going to catch on in a second. That I am... Do you believe? Everybody say it. I am. You got to know when to shout, church. Do you believe that I am? That, well, it ain't hit you yet. Let me tell you why. You see, this I am is the prophetic announcement that came from the Old Testament. It has its roots in the book of Exodus. When Moses was walking across Mount Horeb, he sees the bush that is burning and it's not consumed. And God can take a few leaves and make a voice box. He can take some branches and make a vocal cord. And he tells Moses, Hey, buddy, take your shoes off for the ground that you're walking in. It's holy ground. And God said, or God, God, the God of this bush said, I am the God of Abraham. I am the God of Isaac. I am the God of Jacob. And I've heard the cry of the people of Egypt. And I'm going to deliver them. Moses gets happy. He says, whew, it's about time. Yeah. But God tells him, and I'm going to send you to go get them. He said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Who will I tell Pharaoh that sent me? Who glory to God. And God says, when you get to Egypt, tell Pharaoh the I am. Woo, you ain't heard what I said. Come on, help me out. He had an argument with the Pharisees. He said, the Pharisees are saying, hold on. I mean, how can you be that old? You're older than my father Abraham. And here's what Jesus tells them. Before Abraham was, I am. Oh, man. Come on, you're still not with me. Let me try one more. Whenever you call on the I am, listen to me. It's, that means he is whatever you need him to be, whenever you need him to be it. Come on, somebody. Anybody know that he'll be your light? He'll be your strength. He'll be your peace. He'll be your portion. He'll be your battle axe. He'll be the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, and my victory in the face of defeat. He will be my blessing. Who can say he is my everything? He's the great I am. Yeah. And I'm closing with this. Do you believe that I am what? Able. Have you ever seen him fix it? Have you ever seen God do anything? Have you ever seen God fight for you? Have you ever seen God show up in your life? If you've seen him do it before, guess what? If he's done it before, he can do it again. How quickly we forget as Christians that he'll do it. That he's done it before, he'll do it again. If he took me through that, he can take me through this. Come on. Because it said, do you believe that I am able to do this if he did that he's a god that'll do this mm, good gracious come on i'm telling you he is a good good god and if you're here tonight and you got at least one problem that you cannot solve you got at least one uh issue that you cannot deal with and you can tell somebody i may not have the answer in my hand but i believe that god can still do this i believe that god is still able i wish i had somebody to help me who can say i believe god can do this if that's you i want you to stand to your feet all over this place just like the blind man received their sight, you can say, God, you're still big enough to handle my need. Now, I understand. Again, it's Wednesday night. Maybe you don't do this, but by the hands that went up, there's people in this place that needs a touch tonight. There may be somebody would say, and if you'd be honest, you got, I don't just need a touch, I need a touch right now. I can't wait till, so, I need a touch right now. If you truly believe that he's able to touch you, I'm going to ask you to get out of your seat and come stand across the front of this church. Don't hesitate. Get out of your seat and come across the front of this church. Just stand all across this church. We'll pray. Brother Corey, help me to pray. We'll pray with you. And I got to ask you a question before we ever start praying. God's asking the question Do you still believe that I'm able to do this? The very thing that you've asked God for.
Do you believe that he's able to do it? The touch in your finances, the touch in your mind, in your soul, in your spirit, the touch in your home, the touch of salvation to your children, your grandchildren, a husband or a wife. Do you believe that he's still God to touch you with what you're going through? If that's you right now, I don't want you to pray for a thing. I want you to lift your hands and just begin to exalt him and say, yes, Lord, I believe you right now. Come on, just do it all over this place. Yes, Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe. Oh, yeah, I'm going to call